set the whole time and had veto power over everything. So was the widow of Clarence Day Jr. Jr. So was the widow of Clarence Day Jr. who wrote the book. They had First, they had the script, the guy who wrote the script from, he said it was easy to do because the play pretty much wrote it for him. Right. But they had veto power over that and they had veto power over the set and they all three used it. <clears throat> okay, now, he didn't get the sex talk he wanted, so listen. But father. Yes, Clarence? I thought you were going to tell me about... About what? About women. Clarence? Clarence, there are some things gentlemen don't discuss. Whoa. All you need to know. The thing for you to remember is be firm. Uh-huh. That's what he said. <laughs> is pee-pee? Now, the thing is, like, gentlemen don't discuss it, but right. father and a son are having a private non-gentleman moment in which, look at her. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> She's snooty. And he deserves it. He, she, she exposed herself, opened her heart, and and was vulnerable. She got right. on his lap and was ready for, but she, but he criticized her and hurt her. Now, when you get home, <gasps> now this is really great. We didn't have the sound up, but he gave Vinny six dollars for a coffee pot. Six dollars oh, for a coffee pot, and she charged crazy. it. What did she do with the six bucks? It was only five, too. Yeah. What happened no, to the I extra buck? No, but it, it's it's eleven dollars now because she charged it and took six bucks from him. Now she will twist it all around. Six dollars to buy a new coffee one. Yes, because you broke the old one. You threw it right on the floor. Whoa! About that. Now I find her. Well, I told you to switch to decaf. Why did you throw the coffee pot on the floor? That's uh, not what we're discussing. Because you're always voting to raise the tariff. Tariff protects America against cheap foreign labor. Now, this tariff does nothing but put up the prices, and that's hard on everybody, especially the farmers. Benny, I wish to heaven you wouldn't talk about matters you don't know anything about. dare you! The thing is, Mike, this started with, what did you do with the $6? And now she's got him all flustered into this whole other conversation. Got another female gabble about the events of the day? Listen mm -hmm. to me if you want to know anything about the events of the day. But you get so excited, Claire. Right. And besides, Miss Bulick says that our president, whom you're always belittling, prays to God for guidance. Vinny, what happened to that $6? Good. $6. To the yeah. point. What $6? I gave you $6 to buy a new coffee pot. Now I find that you apparently got one of you was in Congress and charged it. Here's the bill. One coffee pot, $5. I've saved you, you a dollar. And you can hand it right over. I'll do nothing of the kind. What did you do with that six dollars? With the cash? I can't tell you now, dear. It's a lot of money to be walking around New York City. Well, it is. Uh, let's go back to that. Um, Yo, you got the chart. Yeah, fifth. Okay. This is okay. Four dollars and fifty cents. This umbrella was one hundred and forty-five bucks. Wait, um, how much was the coffee pot then? The coffee pot was $6, so that's over, maybe that's 200. 
I would have to divide 14.5 into 4.5. I'm not doing that. Um, $15 dog, which will show up later, was $480. A $2 per hour taxi is $64 an hour. Does that sound right? No. Well, no, no. don't forget, like, taxis are a novelty back then. It was a horse and a carriage, right? Yes, but there was a sort of bus thing out front. A horse and a right. trolley would go all the time, and it was like a couple pennies. It I just a don't think. Like they, they priced out uh, people with their taxis. So $64, actually, it, maybe it's, okay, the one they get is for his baptism, so it's super fancy. So maybe maybe it was like a limo kind of situation. Now she's going to cry. Facing up and down those stairs all day <coughs> long, trying to look after hey, you. I like how the director does that. Like, you're in a shitty, boring room, and he has this nice little pan as she walks. Yeah. This guy knew his shit. 142 Hollywood films this guy made. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, that's it. That's right. He had one with Tony Randall called The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, but he did an Elvis film, too. Oh, King I know. Creole. I think King Creole. That's right. I knew that. He kicks ass, this guy. Yankee Doodle Dandy with James Cagney. Great. This guy was a superstar, man. He was from Czechoslovakia, but but he didn't have any problem with, uh, you know, he had directed 62 films in Czechoslovakia before he came to Hollywood, Whoa. but he had no problem with just, he knew what a public wanted. It didn't matter that he wasn't part right. of American public. He knew what people wanted. Let's see this here. Any name? We want Clarence right. Day pontificating. Checks good. You yeah. have to be baptized right baptized away. Baptized again. The bank doesn't care whether I've been baptized or not. Well, I care. <laughs> and no matter what Dr. Lloyd said, I'm not sure we're really married. Penny, we have four children. If we're not married now, we never will be. Claire, Dr. Lloyd said this morning. Well, that's all, Vinny. Well, that's uh, all, Vinny. Better go tell Whitney to watch for the cab. Not before you give me that dollar and a half. What dollar and a half? The dollar and a half you owe me. I don't owe you any dollar and a half. I gave you money to buy a coffee pot for me, and somehow it turned into an umbrella for you. <laughs> Clarence, they what oh, well. man are you? Quibbling about the percolator the coffee maker back then? He, I don't know the answer, probably not. It was probably hot. Uh, there might have been percolators in 1947, yeah. yeah. Because you gotta brew it. Look, well, what about she, cowboys, right? She got her money. You see, it doesn't make sense. She spent eleven bucks. She, she then she tricked him into thinking that the four fifty that she paid for the umbrella means that she was owed change for six dollars. It doesn't make any sense. But he falls for it. It happens throughout the whole film, and that's why Irene's the star. Like. Clara, Aunt Clara's not staying here, you know. Then right. they stay. We're not going to Delmonico's. Then they go. We're, you know, right. I'm not being baptized. You'll see. He is going to get baptized? Oh, yeah. At the church? Or, like, they're going to throw water on him and be like, there you go, fucker. We don't see the baptism. We see, we see the baptismism. We see 
Irene Dunn's victory over her husband. We see Vinny winning when she puts him in the cab, going uptown to be baptized. And every time I hear you say Irene Dunn, I always think of Irene Cara, the singer who did fame, passed away recently. Yeah, she's going to live forever. Well, I have bad news, Carl. Oh, she's dead? Irene Dunn died in 1990. She starred in 42 movies. Uh, she was nominated for Academy Awards. She didn't win them. She was paired with Cary Grant three times. The First Lady of Hollywood was her nickname. She was a board member of Technicolor. She was California Arts of Commissioner, uh, or on the commission. But check this out. She had a papal knighthood. She was the dame of the Order of the Holy Scepter. Mm -hmm. Holy Scepter, Batman. Holy Scepter. Now, we missed it. She goes to the little one. Were you good? And he goes, no. <laughs> now, Always angry. He's like, they're back. Lock the door. When he finds out that they're not staying, you see his attitude and mood change. He's so happy. Harry, you're going to write to me, aren't you? No. Are going to write first? No, Mary. There are times when a man must be firm. Mary, Mother says you better hurry out before Father starts yelling. It's Sunday. Goodbye, John. It's certainly been nice meeting you. Thank <laughs> Way to use the other brother. Can I help you? No, thank I hate you. that. Yeah, right. Don't get the other sibling involved. Goodbye, Mary. Goodbye. Goodbye. Look at that taxi driver. Yeah, it'd be easier if we take Fifth Street. Do you think they hop in the taxi and they go, excuse me, can we go through the park instead? Now, which what Clarence does immediately. Clarence Jr. G yeah, he writes her. He, dear Mary. Right? Dear Mary. Yes, you're right. Uh, like today, we would be going through Central Park on those little click-clack machines. Yeah, the click-clackers. But, you know, every time you hop in a taxi, they, they you go, uh, you know, I'd rather you go this way or you give them, like, alternative directions in right. New York. Yeah. Meanwhile, they're on Waze or something. Right. Okay, this is a burglar alarm because he tools around with uh, um, electronics. Not him, but the John Day. And he's now going to get his son crazy because dad's going to hell because he's never been baptized. He's really torturing his, his brother. Which, which brother? The, this guy right here? Yeah, he's torturing his little brother. He's the oh, only one right with natural on. red hair. Oh, yeah. He likes yeah. it that his brother's crying. Oh, he's saying that our pop is going to hell. Yeah. What's the meaning of this noise? Oh, what's what's going on in our courtyard? Now we learn that Vinny's not feeling well. She's is upstairs. She is not pregnant. She's had four kids. I think she's got, she better, he better turn off the spigot. I don't know. Maybe they'll get like a brunette next time. Now, Vinny is upstairs sick and Oh, it's upsetting, Mr. Day. Uh, he wants her, he does, 
he loves her and he wants her down here, but he's very selfish. Okay, now he's going to open a letter for just to uh, Clarence Day. So he's reading Mary's letter to the son by mistake. What is this? This woman says I sat on her lap. She sat on my lap. Ridiculous. Wait, that's a letter from... And this at all. It's from Mary. A letter from some woman I never even heard of. Wait a minute. How many days have passed? Oh, God! Yeah, like, like yeah. a bunch, like a, a week or something. This woman claims that she sat on my lap. Oh! And that I didn't like it. Oh, God! That word. <laughs> oh, that's uh, down there. Looks like curiosity. Oh. You opened your letter as a matter of curiosity. Huh. <laughs> yes, go on. Why, this gets worse and this worse. This gets worse and worse! Cool, look how she wrote it. She folded the piece of She made a zine. She folded the piece of paper in half. Now, this is late into the correspondence, because he wrote her first. Right. Why did he think it was for him? Because it said Clarence on it? It didn't say junior or senior. But you see how he's oblivious. He yeah. can't put two and two together that that's a Mary's letter to his kid. I mean, hmm. so now it's like Irene Dunn gets very frustrated with him because he's like saying, just feel better. It's so stupid. Grown and swearing up. Well, that's to prove to the headache that I'm stronger than it is. I think I've caught some kind of germ. Some of my friends have had to send for the doctor. Doctor. Oh, what do the doctors know? Claire, dear, when people are ill, you have to do something. Certainly, I have to do something. Cheer them up. That's Cheer them up. How would you go about cheering them up? I, oh, I tell them, bah. I don't know. Throw a baptizement. Yeah, baptize. What have I done now? Yeah, she's yeah. like, get out of this house. Go to your office. I'm she done. Says. He says, I'm done. Yeah. I read done. I'm <laughs> done. I get it. Ooh, good one, Mike. I guess. This is the quality entertainment you get while watching a two-hour movie with us. <laughs> Sorry, gang. Now, look, John gets an opportunity to see what his love wrote him. Okay, by the way, Clarence Father Sr., his father's name was Benjamin Harry Day. And in 1883, he founded the New York Sun, which went on to be Double big... Day. Yeah. Is that uh, where Double Day comes from? I do not know. The New York Sun, Double Day, like uh, Benjamin like the publishing. I don't know. That's a great question. Um, I told you about their veto. Okay, check out this deal. Jack Warner confirmed he had bought the movie rights in 1944, three years before this movie was released. He paid 500 grand for it, and they offered them 50% of the profits. This was a record amount at the time. And you might think that was a bad movie choice. And it was, but the film earned... Think about this. It's 1947. It earned $1,398,000. Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. Five million in the States, 1.3 in other markets for a total of four point five, four five five million dollars 
off of a production budget of like 500,000. So That's they spent approximately $100,000 and got 6.4 million. But no one dealt with the copyright, so no one makes any money off of it. I guess theatrically. <laughs> he absolutely made his money off of this, but then, yeah, he probably found out he was screwed. What do you think's uh, in that snake oil? Okay, they have a business opportunity to have jobs as salespeople for snake oil. What does it cure? He lists everything, back pain, yeah. nausea, everything you can think of. So then he says, let's give a little to mom. In order for his mother's feeling sick, she has what he calls women's complaints, which was an ingredient. So they're going to give a little medicine in there to make her better. And then when they go to sell it, they can say, it cured my mother. It cured my mom. Yeah. Mother improved. She did. Yeah, mother she improved. Hey, it says here it's good. She did. For she improved after taking it. Yeah. Her health got better. Kid tested, mother approved. Kid tested. What is that, Trident? Yes, sir. Just speaking of uh, Kicks uh, breakfast cereal. Oh, okay. Now, here we are at the stockbroker office, and son is going to come home saying, mom is really taking a turn for the worst. I mean, it's like she's going to die or something. And it's because is of that, that crap real? medicine. What? It's because of crap medicine. Yeah. It's probably something like heroin or cocaine, you know, something like that sounds like, oh, that'd be good. It would make her feel good. But like if you give her too much or whatever. People like snakes are toxic, man. You shouldn't really be drinking snake oil for that reason. <laughs> snakes are like rattle. Oh, this is rattlesnake oil. Are you trying to kill oh, me? You trying to kill me? <laughs> A placebo, sure. But rattlesnake poison? <laughs> oh, <man>. Copperhead. <laughs> Look at this hustle and bustle of the New York Stock Exchange. Now, what he uh, did is he said, well, go get me a cab. And they're like, for you, Mr. Day? They're all shocked because his shocked. wife is sick. Come on, let's yeah, go. Let's, let's go. Let's, now, listen, even the horse will listen to him. Yeah. Do you mind turning the game down? I, listen, I don't want to listen to your talk radio. Do you mind turning down? What game? Hey, buddy. Like on the radio? Yeah, and then the taxi. Marconi doesn't even, like, know a thing about... Uh, I don't know. There's no radios. Marconi just discovered... Well, well, how is she? Where are you going? She's a pretty she's, sick woman. Yeah, I'll yeah. say. She's totally radical. <laughs> she's sick, man. Did she have breakfast? No, she refused. Huh, must be the snake oil. Violent attacks of nausea. It's like she has been poisoned. Poisoned? He says, I'll be back in 15 minutes and it'll take him a lot longer than that. And Mr. Day will be pissed. You get her well right away, you hear me? I love they have that brick on the sidewalk as kind of like a welcome to the Day family. Right? You trip gotta... over it every fucking time. <laughs> Tell me about it next time, because I don't think I ever saw sure. it. Well, in the opening scene, it said Clarence Day on a brick that was on the oh. sidewalk. And we just saw it again, so it must have been like an outside sign. But on the other hand, it's a, literally a brick on top of the sidewalk. So somebody could trip. It, yeah, trip. Okay, so... 
The original play was the longest running Broadway non-musical ever. Non-musical, it says. Non-musical, 39 yeah. through 47. It, it ended the year this movie came out. Uh, I already told you this. Uh, okay, the premiere was in 1947, August 14th. The premiere was in Shkowigan, Maine, of all weird places, because that's where the play had its initial first performance. So as tribute to the play, which everybody knew the play, and it wasn't yeah. on Broadway, they opened it at that theater. So this is like a big pop culture phenomenon. Yeah. And to the mm -hmm. point where they did this promotion where they, they premiered it where the play came from. Right, exactly. Neat. Uh, the mini radio helicopter. <laughs> Flying over Frisco. Am I too late for the comedy festival? God damn it. I think this airs after the fest. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, ever since the pandemic, ladies and gentlemen, we've been recording, uh, you know, like a, two weeks early or something. But uh, but I'm just kidding. We're in studio. We're in the studio. Well, we were present for the Comedy Festival 2022. I was there, and we did a bunch of shows. Yes. You had me hold my phone so we can get the steam yard going? You, we even were there for Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020, the very second the pandemic really That's broke right. out. It was March 3rd or something like that, the festival. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was fun. That was a fun time. We couldn't make it this year, but next year. Yeah, we couldn't make it this year, but next year. Um, Delmonico's was real. I told you about that. Yeah. Gosh, I'm running out of things to tell you. I guess I just have cast member stuff now. Well, I wonder, like, was there sequels? Do you think they made a sequel to the movie or to the play? No. They, no. no, no, no. This was, like, a real-life person. His father was a big deal. He was a rich man in the stock market. His son went on to be a columnist for New Yorker. and um, right. right. So he um, was a known... It's not like Life with Father 2, like... I mean, like Bedtime for Bonzo had a sequel. This one sure. really couldn't unless it was, you know. The further Adventures or maybe right. like. Life and he was Don. dead by 1947, the guy who wrote this. That's why the, the widow was there. Exactly right. So he's uh, like, uh, it's uh, so uh, boring uh, without her. She's upstairs sick right now and he is bored. There you go. Boring. Wait, are you saying is that Alfred Hitchcock? Well, I was just I when we saw his silhouette in the beginning, I thought immediately thought of Alfred Hitchcock presents when he walks in with silhouette. Okay, now I've spared you this throughout the film. He's hated this rubber plant. Where did this monstrosity enter my house? So now he's pissed at it. It's been a recurring theme that we've missed every single time. But here, right. the director has him give it water. See, that's the thing. He's always a jerk, jerk, jerk. But at the same time, he's a great dad and a great husband. And so You've seen this movie several times, and sometimes yes. we miss details. So you were probably like, oops, there goes another rubber tree. Plant. <laughs> okay, now, by mistake, the burglar alarm will go off. That they Everybody's sending for the doctors. Ah, Doctor, good. Oh. Only make you feel worse. Let's see what's on the apple. 
Poppycock. What's the Apple TV? What is that? Who's ringing that bell? Um, no one. Stop Are the cops going to show up? What idiot's ringing that bell? We must all be quiet. Mrs. Day is really ill. I know she's ill. Go up and see if she needs anything. What are you doing out of the house? And for the minister. The minister? He's a reverend, according to my research. There he Santa! is. Uh, did you get my letter, Santa? Did you get my letter? I was deeply shocked to learn the serious nature of Mrs. Day's illness. Will you take me up to her? She's resting now. She can't be disturbed. Doctor will be back in a minute. Hmm. Mrs. Day has been a tower of strength in the parish. Everyone now, liked her. For some so reason, much. he's Day, talking she about her like she's me. dead. I wish to heaven you wouldn't sure. talk about Mrs. Day as if she were dead. Called out. Is the doctor back yet? No. Does she need him? Well, she's kind of restless. She's talking in her sleep and twisting and turning. Huh. Oh, God! Uh oh. Jeez. That was not God. fucking 15 minutes, Doctor! God damn it. Doctor, it seems to me that was a pretty long 10 minutes. See here, Mr. Day, if I'm to handle <coughs> this case, how can you handle it if you're out of the house? Who is this? It's Dr. Summers. How do you do? I felt that uh, Mrs. Day's condition warranted my getting Dr. Summers here as soon as possible. For observation! Observation! Help me carry the body out. Yes, of course. Anything that can be done. Upstairs. Doctor. You people that carry the body? Pardon. Yeah. I mean, you could technically just roll her down the stairs. You could. I mean, she's like, dead. Yeah. Nothing you and I can do at the moment. Nope. Dr. Lloyd. Yes? There's something that's troubling Mrs. Day's mind. Oh? Oh, is I'm he? Guys. Yes. He's going to decide that to get baptized and then nope. still be feel better. Or? Well, it's kind of a joke. Like he, he, the priest and us audience think he's like, okay, this has been bugging her. I'm going to get baptized. But he goes, you talk to her. You tell her it's not an important thing. He's like, the, he's the minister. He's a reverend. It's your immortal soul, man. I want you to tell her that my being baptized would just be a lot of confounded nonsense. I can't say that. Yes, you can. I gave money to your church. That's right. He goes, Mr. Day, as if he's objecting that it's not true. He goes, no, no, no. She'll believe you. <laughs> I'm surprised that a grown man like you would suggest such a thing. He's a, he's a. Okay, here Your we priest. go. Bad news. Ready for the bad news? Yes. Doctor, how is she? decided is there a yeah. room you could use for our consultation yes my library yeah let's go into the uh, bad news room yeah do you have a bad news room here we've had our consultation we'll talk to you mr day surely rest assured yeah. dr summers will do everything that is humanly possible but we'll try not to be long oh well, you thought it was the bad news room because they were going to tell him bad news now they got to yeah. talk it fucks up with this woman Look what a good print this is, man. It's gorgeous, yeah. Especially and if it is the real color. It's Technicolor, yeah. I should have just yeah. said lead with that. American Technicolor comedy. Very highly thought of, isn't it? Oh, yes. 
But Phineas, seriously, if anyone could help her, he could. I think very fine position. But there is a greater help, ever present in the hour of need. What? What? Let us what? To him. God? Are you going to pray? Hey, you know what? Let's take a walk down by the river. <laughs> Why? So I can kill you? No, it's like a baptize you. <laughs> oh, but it's got to be holy water. He's a priest, dude. He could, right, right. He could just bless the river. You're right. Um, let me tell you about William Powell. He died at 91 years old. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Born 19. Uh, born longer than Longer than whom? Asta, the dog. <laughs> right? That dog lived, what, six years? <laughs> He's older than old Yeller. Um, he died in 84 when I graduated high school, and he was stopped being active since 55. Okay, now, I was going to tell you about him, but Vinny's coming down, and he's yeah. going to get real emotional. What's wrong? Nice. Now, he knew old Yeller way back when he was young Yeller. <laughs> You could write back upstairs. Old Yeller was was a fifties film or was it Sounder? Yeah, I don't know how much. I think it was fifties. You know, like wasn't Disney had a bunch of sick dog movies? Yeah. Yeah. He's promising to be baptized. We go to Europe, just we two. You won't have to worry about the children or the household accounts. Oh no. Oh, he's Irene Dunfor. What is today? She'll be all right now. Bless you for what you have done. What did I do? What did I do? To be baptized. You said you're going to get baptized. Oh, God! Oh, God. Oh, I didn't, didn't even that realize one. he promised to be baptized. He just said God's name in vain in front of a priest. That was gaudy. I mean, gaddy. I mean, gaudy. I mean... Gaddy. Just gaddy. Just, just gadfly. <laughs> it looks like the sign's backwards, but it's a reflection. Yeah, or a lot it's of money Russian. spent on that street. Like in the in the play, it would just be like you know a curtain, but not in the movie. Oh, I love these department stores. This is a real place. It was called McCreary's. It was like on Eleventh Street. It was downtown. Let me try to see if I can find it. Yeah, the department store mentioned the, uh, in the movie McCreary's opened in 1868 as James McCreary and Company Dry Goods Emporium. Porium, 11th Street and Broadway, 11th Street and wow. Broadway. Oh, now, oh, from New Jersey. New Jersey what? bathing suits. Oh, New Jersey. Jersey bathing suits. Listen, we really do got a great Jersey guy here. Um, let me find him. Yeah. Jim uh, Clarence Day Jr., the one we're talking about here, Jimmy London, and he was 98 years old when he died, and he was the last surviving cast member. He was born in Harrington Park, New Jersey, but he was raised in Bergenfield, New Jersey, a place I know well. Shout out! Shout out! Shout out, Bergenfield. Is Bergenfield in Bergen County? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, that's very intuitive of you. Yeah. Um, He's the yell man, and, and critics loved him in this film. And um, he was a television producer. Also, um, I don't know. His, he was, his family was Irish. Yeah, you, shout out okay. to Jersey. That's all I got to say about him. Nice. 
Now, here's the pug dog that costs all that money. 80 bucks. Or is it 80 bucks? Hold on, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, $15, $15, which in, which in today's money, now in 1947 money, that $15 would be equivalent to $15, 1947 money. Oh yeah. Like if you, if you calculate it, according to, according to at least my spreadsheet here, <laughs> the one times, like zero, uh, times one, um, but it would be $480 today. So the suit that Clarence wants is 15 bucks and the dog is 15 bucks. So she buys the dog, he makes her return it, and so he just exchanges it for Clarence's suit. So later right. on, it'll be another one of those moments like, no, Claire, I it didn't cost you a thing. We exchanged right. it. Was it was part of the refund. Yeah. But he didn't, but the thing is, it's still a charged amount that he's going to have to pay 15 bucks. But once again, Vinny will twist him all around so he, he just won't follow the, his argument. She does seem a lot better, girl. Yeah, she recovered from... Yeah. Oh, wait. She, here she is. She recovered. It's her first day out recovered. Now, she's meeting a priest from uh, above the Bronx. And she has this idea. Clarence doesn't... Claire doesn't want to be baptized in front of all these people. Certainly not by that son of a bitch reverend, Right. So sure. she'll take him uptown where nobody knows him. Mm. God will know he's baptized. Now, he wants the $15 for the suit, and he's about to get paid because they sold so much medicine. And he goes, yeah, but he paid me in more medicine. God damn it! That's ridiculous. He thanked us for our service to society. Oh, so he didn't get any money. He just got more from merchandise. Right. Will you see, Clarence? What? Dr. What? Bartlett paid us off in medicine. Oh, God! Holy oh, God! You sound like your father. But my yeah. suit, I've got to have it tomorrow. I can't, I can't hear God's name in vain. He's going to see Mary tomorrow, so he wants his own suit so he can, like, touch her boobs and stuff. Yeah, right, without thinking of Dad. Yeah. The ultimate cock block, your dad's suit. Yeah. Hello, Father. Mom is fine enough to go to church this Sunday. I've noticed you haven't been kneeling down in church lately. Don't let your mother catch you at it. Well, it's my suit, you see, sir. Right. Ridiculous. Well, of course, it's the weird one who writes the book, the memoir. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. But he was like a real serious essayist, and he had a journalistic career, not as a reporter, but as a contributor, including cartoons to New Yorker. I think I told you like eight times, sorry. Yeah, maybe that's where I, why I always connect cartoons with Life with Father. Mm-hmm, it could be. Yeah. Now, they're going to once again bring up the baptism and he, but he's going to see the pug dog and be like what is that disgusting thing out of my house but that dog was like from an oh that pug dog i thought the dog he, the kid brought home she bought Whatever it happened to the what kid what remember they had a dog at the table oh yeah we won't see him again we might we might i'm not sure but he's yeah. not a doesn't a lot of things happen like remember how we stopped the floor 
Right, yeah, yeah. Never yeah, see that ever. again. You remember how he played the piano? We'll never see that again. One thing we do talk about is the great uh, monocle. We have two monocles, a, a bimonocle, and you have a little dangly part. Well, it's glasses. It's glasses. Yeah, but they don't have, like, little frames that go under your ears. No, you squeeze your you, – they pinch your nose is what happens. Yeah. Now, once again, it's not, more like I'm not getting baptized. You gave me your word. Well, you were sick. Yeah. I'll be baptized. I promise I'll be baptized. Well, what if I did? Claire. Claire. Oh, you a man of your word? Vinny. His name is Claire and her name is Vinny? You thought you were well, dying. Said, That's right. You hey, yeah, the genders are mixed. Fact, the yeah. That's what cured you. Well, it seems to me pretty ungrateful of you to press this matter any further. By being well, you have lied. Gone. Yeah, you've been baptized. You That's right. You gave the Lord your word, and you're going to march yourself up to Mr. Yeah. Morley's church. Never give the Lord your word. Now he sees the pug dog. Oh, God! Heaven is that. If you think I'm going to let you add the sin of breaking your solemn and sacred promise? I demand to know what that repulsive object is. Explain <laughs> what it is that the pug, the pug dog is. What is it doing in this house? I wanted it, and I bought it. You spent good money for that? Claire. Yeah, seriously. I'm on I'm on father's side on this one. Yeah. Pay for that atrocity? I didn't pay anything for it. I charged it. Is there cookies in there? Did you hear that? I might have known. How much was it? Fifteen dollars. Fifteen dollars? That's a lot. Don't you call this lovely work of art an eyesore? <laughs> you look beautiful sitting on a red cushion by the fireplace in the living room. If that sits in the living room, I won't. Furthermore, I don't even want it in the same house with me. Get it out of here. Claire? Now wait, listen, listen. You're not going to get out of this room until you set a date for your baptism. I'll tell you one thing. <laughs> I'll never be baptized as long as that hideous monstrosity is in this house. So he said, I'll never be baptized as long as that thing's in this house. He didn't say, if you get rid of that thing, I'll be baptized. Sure. That's what she heard. Right. And she gets Clarence Jr. to think that's what she heard. So now Clarence is like, $15, let's exchange the suit. And she go, Vinny's like, yes, it would cost your father a thing. <laughs> Even though it's, you know, it's on yeah, the charge. Of course it's yeah. Gonna He's not going to get his money back. It's just. Right. So she, he go, he's going to get the letter. You see, remember that argument they were having about keeping the books and you've got to get a receipt and stuff? She had the idea, just give me charge accounts at all the stores and then they'll do the bookkeeping for us. So now she's got charge accounts all over and it's turning into that drama. She charges it. So he's going to get a bunch of charges, charges, charges. Audubon, that's the place. So how do they do it? So there's no credit card company back then, right? It was just probably right. the department store. Right. There wow, was... What... <clears throat> Go ahead. Uh, what people would do if they were rich enough is they would they would go to the bank and say, I have this house. It's got $100,000 free that I own. So they would open a charge. Today we call it home equity loan. They would open a charge against a real estate thing. And that's how they did charge cards. But only the richest, richest guys could do it. Sure. Back in the day. Now we have a beautiful, lovely scene between the two of these. They're so in love. It's good to hear you sing again, Vinny. You're back to good health. 
Yeah. Yeah, all I had to do is take a bloody piss, and now I feel better. <laughs> I just had to pass my stone. On the way uptown, I stopped in at Tiffany's. Now, look at this. Bought you a little something. Tiffany's? Yeah. Thought you might like it. Oh, Claire! What a beautiful ring. <laughs> Glad if it pleases you. Oh, Claire, how sweet of you. I don't know how to thank you. Hmm. <sighs> well, it's thanks enough for me just to have you up and around again. No, when you're ill, Vinny, this house is like a tomb. No excitement. That's the yeah. loveliest ring you ever That's back when, like, Tiffany owned it. Tiffany's was one single store, not a chain. You don't want any more. What I'd really like now is a nice diamond necklace. A diamond necklace? Oh, God! Vinny, <laughs> you know how much a diamond You know, it's weird, but Tiffany's back then did not serve breakfast. That's right. Yeah, that was not until Simon and Garfunkel. Not until the film. how I feel about you. Not until the, the song. Listen, yes. listen. I've loved you every minute of it. I married you and I've loved you every minute of it. I said we've been married for 20 years and I've loved you every minute of it. But if I have to buy out jewelry stores to prove it, if I haven't shown it to you in my words and actions, uh, I might as well. What can I do now? Oh, here comes the, here comes the water wax. It's all right, Claire. She's just so happy. You said you loved me. He's like, of course I love you. So it's kind of like he doesn't even know that he's never said it. He just assumed it was, of course I love you. Now they're going to sing together. Dull if we always knew yeah. what was coming. Hard and well, it's soul. certainly not dull around here. In this house, you never know what's going to hit you tomorrow. <laughs> Why do you got? Oh, here comes the song, Carl. Yeah. Why you do you know... gotta be so rude? <laughs> Don't you know I'm human too? <laughs> I gotta be so rude. I'm gonna bury her anyway. Bury I'm that bury girl. That girl. <laughs> bury her anyway. <laughs> oh, bury that. Why you gotta be so rude? That's not true. Michael was exonerated. Well, you know the story of that song. They completely made it up. They just like the, they just thought it was a good song idea. Well, it's a terrible song idea. It's a horrible, horrible song idea. <laughs> it this is Ben's guy, father's. Yeah. It's a the guy says father. to himself, I'm going to be a real gentleman, and I will ask for her hand in marriage. So he does. He asks, and he says <laughs> no. So if he was a real gentleman, he'd be like, oh, damn, uh, struck damn out. I'm going to have I to someone else. Right. No, but what does he do? Fuck you. I'm going to marry her. So he didn't come for my approval. No, I wanted to be that asshole boyfriend, Dad. That's me. Take a good look. Okay, new maid. Yeah, but it's not a new maid. Margaret, sir. What's your name? Margaret. We've got one Margaret in the house. At home, they call me Maggie, sir. Maggie. Right, Maggie. <laughs> if her name's Margaret, that's a good sign. Maybe she'll stay a while. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, nice. boys, your mother used to be just the same about cooks as she is about maids. Never could keep them for some reason. He's the one who like chases out all yeah. the It's so funny. Listen, if I had a cook and a maid, they'd be hanging out with me. 
But look at them all just soaking it in, thinking mother can't keep maids, you know? Right. Okay, now, he doesn't know, he doesn't know that Cora, uh, cousin Cora is coming to stay again with Mary. Is is, uh, Mary coming with her? Yeah, and that's great for Clarence Jr. So basically, he's like, you're dressed for a wedding today. He's forgotten he's going to be baptized. They're all dressed up, you know? Right, well, they all know he's getting baptized. And he doesn't remember that he is. Well, you said as soon as I got rid of that punk, I said nothing of the sort. So when he sees Cora coming outside, he's like, nobody answer the door. The freeloader, the gypsies are back. It's so great. Then when he hears, we can't stay, so-and-so sick, you should see his, look how mad he is. The whole film he's mad. The whole film. So he cheers up when she's not staying. <laughs> Oh my god. Here comes the suit. Where shall I put it? Oh, that's for me, I think. Take it upstairs, Maggie. Hold on, no, no. Let me see that. Bring it here. He can't wait to get a boner in his own suit. Yeah, that's right. What is it? It's all right. It's nothing for you to worry about. At least I think I should know what's being charged to me. Stop your fussing. It's a new suit of clothes for Clarence, and it isn't costing you a penny. It's not costing you a penny because they exchanged it. It's costing me $15. And I told Clarence... Claire, can't you take my word? It isn't costing you a penny. I'd like to have you explain why it isn't. <laughs> because Clarence took the pug dog back and got the suit instead. Of course. And they'll charge me $15 for right. the suit. They'll charge uh, me $15. This was annoying when Gracie Allen and George Burns did this routine. Gracie, are you trying to tell me... It was kind of annoying when they did it. It was cute the first time you ever saw it or two. Right. You know? Well, Gracie, Gracie is the reason why it was cute, is that she was playing, you know, stupid, but it was very obvious that she was kind of leading the whole comedy routine. Uh-huh. You know? So they were definitely a good part. I don't know if he's a charming guy or just, like, a lucky dude, George Burns. Let's trash no. talk George Burns for the last ten minutes of this movie. <laughs> oh, oh, Gad, you devil. Oh, Gad, book two. That's a oh gad oh gad. So right now she's twisted it around so that he doesn't even understand. He's kind of thinking that it is costing him nothing. The fifteen dollars. Now she'll see the rubber plant again. What the devil? Uh, go ahead, car ready. Oops, there it goes another rubber tree. You will not have that botanical freak in this room. What's wrong with the rubber tree? He doesn't like it. Yes, this botanical freak. I know the worst kind of freaks. This letter from Mrs. Sprague says you sold her a bottle of this medicine and that her So the medicine killed a dog. Okay, they're learning that the medicine has killed a dog. And they're learning that he's selling the medicine. And he goes, you got to buy it back. You got to go to everybody and buy it back. Wow. Around among our friends and neighbors selling some patent nostrum. But it's good medicine, Father. I can prove that by mother. I can prove it by mother. Oh, now it all ding, 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 ding. Oh, I mean that day, Mother. Was... That's enough. We're going to every house where you sold a bottle of that concoction and buy it all back. Now, how many did you sell? I don't care how much it is. Here, I give you the money now. dollars worth. How many bottles did you sell? A hundred and twenty-eight. A hundred and twenty-eight. There, I always told that's you. a lot of suckers. Yeah, that's just, some people probably bought Man, more than one. You'll have to come down to my office with me. 
I'll give you the money to buy back that medicine. $128. But you got to pay it out of your allowance. Like that's like in 1948, that's like $138. That's right. He's like, I'll be 21 years old. I'll be 21 years old. Oh, Claire. Oh, God. <laughs> They're back. What's wrong? The gypsies are back. Oh, no. <laughs> I was going to say that. Yeah. I'll oh, hear it. <laughs> Don't know what answer the door. Nobody answer the door. They're moving in on us again. Bag and baggage. I won't have it, I tell you. I won't have it. They were pretty unintrusive, right? They were yes, they were. Not at all. They actually yeah, made his life kind of nice. Yeah, right. With all oh, that so baggage, Claire! I'm going to check doesthedogdie.com with right, father. Because yes, we're not seeing him poisoned. anymore. Yeah, he's poisoned. Oh, yeah. The, the, the dog they referred to, though. We never saw it. Well, there was a dog. I think they poisoned the dog we saw at the breakfast table. No, no. No, she got a letter from a woman she knows saying, your kid sold me some medicine. My son gave it to the dog. Now the dog's dead. You owe me $5 for a new dog. Because were you good? No. <laughs> you like that kid, right? My, my, it's so nice to be back. How do you do, Mr. Dean? How do you do? Come and sit down and have Now he's going to tease her about writing his son letters all the time. I haven't finished my breakfast. Well, then sit down, Claire. Do we have time for this baptism? Well, it's coming, and he doesn't even know it. The maid's a priest. I baptize you, motherfucker. Where's Clarence? Yeah, where's my lover, Clarence? Yeah, he's getting on his fuck you suit. Wait, listen, watch his attitude change. That's why I have to hurry back. We're leaving on the five o'clock train this afternoon. Wow! All right, certainly is good to see you again. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all the news fit to print. Well, who can that be? It might this be the taxi. Another special delivery letter for Clarence. Uh, while you were in Springfield, our postman was kept pretty busy. Oh, you little oh. whore. <laughs> Speaking of which, I'll be at Scotty's this weekend in Springfield, New Jersey. Bingo! Let's take us to Alderman Park. Oh, Ottoman Park? Park? You are Claire. Oh, the most wonderful thing is Audubon Park. Claire is going to be baptized this morning. Egad! What? What are you saying? I'm saying you're going to be baptized this morning. I am not going to be baptized this morning or any other morning. You promised yesterday that as soon as I sent that pug dog back, you'd be baptized. I never said anything remotely like that. Clarence was right there and heard you. That's why I yeah. owe you. A cab. It's in the play. He hates yeah. a cab. Send that right back. I'll do nothing of the kind. I'm All right. You go to heaven. I can't go to heaven in a cab. <laughs> what, an Uber? Yeah. You can start in a cab. I'm not sure they'll ever let you into heaven. But I know they won't unless you're baptized. They can't take me out of heaven on a technicality. <laughs> oh, so once again, she'll totally get her way. 
Because when she'll say that, the, you know, cabs cost a dollar an hour, he goes, no, this one is a special limo. This costs $2. And he goes, well, then why aren't you getting your coat? Let's go. Come on, everybody. You know. Great. We're wasting money. Clarence, we're ready to go. Bring your gigolo suit. Ready, are you? <laughs> Your body glove. Why, Claire, they'd be proud of you. I suppose Harlan is to be my godfather. <laughs> right, that's how it works. Don't go through with this thing. That's final. Well, Claire, dear, if you feel that way about it. I do. Ah, just get baptized already. Talking about the children. I'm ready, Mother. Oh, look at that suit. I've got to take John down to my office with me and give him the money to buy back that dog medicine. But it wasn't dog medicine, sir. Young man, we're starting downtown this minute. You'll do no such thing. Good. You gave me your sacred promise that day I almost died. Yes, yes please. If we hadn't given her some of that medicine, that proves it's good medicine. You gave uh, her dog medicine? What the Just fuck, dude? Why don't we put some in your tea that morning? Yeah. You almost killed me. Do you realize you might have killed your mother? You did kill Mrs. Sprague's dog. Yeah. John, I'll have to give considerable thought as to how you would be punished for this. But Claire. No, Vinny. When I think of that day, what like we might have lost you. You're all right now, thank heaven. Yeah, thank you. I went through that <laughs> afternoon. The way I <laughs> just wrap it up already. Wrap it up. Yeah. We're, uh, we are wrapping it up. That was the day uh, you gave me your sacred Put a bow on it. I wouldn't have given I'm tired, you Carl. Have... I like this movie a lot, but hour 55 minutes, I'm done. <laughs> okay. Well, well, it's getting, it's being done for you, so hang on. Right. Couple more. You don't care whether we meet in heaven or not. You don't care whether you ever see me and the children again. Oh. In heaven, having to be with someone else. The psychedelic first song. If you don't love us enough, yeah, that's right. Nothing we can do about it. <laughs> it has nothing to do with it. <laughs> I look. Love I'll you. write to you from hell. All my life, I struggled and worked. Well, here's the cab. Two dollar cab. <laughs> There's that cab. All right. Many not well enough to go all the way to Audubon. Oh, yeah. Try anything, dude. But that trip would take all morning. Those cabs cost a dollar an hour. The two? No! They're their best cabs. This costs two dollars an hour. Oh, God! <laughs> but then why aren't you ready? Get your hat on! Oh, <laughs> That's right. Hallelujah! <laughs> He's off to be baptized now. So the cop goes off to the office. She goes, this is your fault, young lady! All right. From Delmonico's. Yeah. Started it all. Look at that suit. Yeah. Now, look. Not everyone's going to get in the cab. He's going to stay behind. Oh, God. Uh, oh, God. I don't know why he did that. Maybe because he's in the $15 suit. I'm not sure. But they're staying home, and they're going to be home alone because the, the help doesn't count. That's right. Off to work! I'm off to be baptized! Look at that. That is some fancy. You could have just easily taken the trolley. They don't have their line. They were both going to say, let's make a left here, boss. But they were a little <laughs> horse that day. Oh, the horses? 
Look, nobody's on the streets. I know. There's not even horse poop. Thank you, Jack Warner. Well, that has been a visit of Life with Father. Carl, what did you think of this movie? I loved it. I really enjoyed it. It was a great film. And um, I, I think it was terrific. It was a snapshot of time. It was a piece of history. I don't know. It was great. It's amusing. Everyone in there was kind of fun. I mean, even the kids were, were not. Uh, I like the bratty little kid, the angry boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He it was wasn't bad. It's, I don't it like oatmeal. No. All right. Well, that has been life with father. We're sick of dad. We're done with dad. We don't want. You are. Him. You are. I. I and, love them. You know, I'm a mama's boy. We'll be back next week. Here's what you do: listen to us on Mini Radio, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Go to your podcast app and look up L W A F L M O Y T, and you can type in that acronym on YouTube to watch. Carl bleed into his virtual background. We'll see Mutiny you next radio. week. Mutiny Radio. Mutiny Radio. Bye. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike be gone, man. It's been over one long year. Watching movies, bad, strange, and weird, commandeered by Michael. Hi, this is Carl. I'm Mike's friend. I I wrote this song. German strudels. You should follow me on Twitter. It's Jokes to Carl. Uh, that's the French duh, not the Now let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael.
Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. That's W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. Every Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard, we stream first here on MutinyRadio.fm. Yes, every Sunday, make a habit of it. 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, you listen to MutinyRadio.fm for L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. It is also a podcast. You know what? It stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Right, Carl? Hi, Carl. Right. Hey, Mike. Right. What's up? W-L-A-F-L. Your drive time, DJ. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That acronym is also our podcast. So if you don't have time on Sundays to listen, you can listen Sunday night with our podcast description. And bonus, we're on the video on YouTube where you can watch us right now. At our not YouTube channel, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. We're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We do this every week. You listen to our podcast. You watch the movie at the same time. Carl, what is the movie this week? Heart Bleeps. We will watch today Heart Bleeps 1981. It's one word. You go to your YouTube search engine and you put in heart, like boom, 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 boom. And then bleep, right. like I don't know what, like a curse word. No, like a robot bleeps. Beeps, beeps, beeps. I'm screwing up the audience. Heart beeps. Oh, I'm such a jerk. B-E-E-P-S. Heart, one word, heart, B-E-E-P-S, 1981. Sorry, audience. The channel no we like is Ishka. Ishka, I-S-H-K-A-H. Uh, Ishka is hosting it, and he has it like it's almost uh, part of a, a playlist. It's number 41, Heart Beeps, starring Andy Kaufman, and then in right. parentheses, 1981. Really excited. This is a film I've heard about since 1981. I never mm -hmm. had a chance to see this movie, so lucky us, huh? Yeah, probably because it yeah. bombed. And I, I want to give a shout-out to my buddy uh, FM DeMarco, uh, for his movie podcast, his movie Facebook page recommended this link and finally found a link to Heartbeeps. So, Heartbeeps. I, I, I follow his father on uh, AM. AM. Uh... Oh yeah. Well, you know what, old man? I listen to uh, I listen to FM tomorrow. I think it's something to say. AM tomorrow. So... That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I remember right. it tomorrow. Wow, we are all over the place. So. Here's what we're going to do. We want you to go find that link that is course number 41.heartbeeps starring Andy Kaufman, 1981. And then go ahead, press the link, hit pause, move the timer to zero, zero. We should mention there's ads in this. Yes. So yes. when you hit it, there's probably going to be an ad. Let the ad play, hit skip ad, and then hit pause when you get to the real meat of the movie. Rather short movie today. Uh, but... Once you get it paused and all ready and all set to go, heart beeping, when we say go, we want you to hit play and start the movie along with us so we can let us watch full length. Carl, we have a special comedian, celebrity comedian, to yes. do our celebrity comedian countdown. He's Take it calm. away, Carl. Okay. Good evening, Hello, ladies Anthony. and gentlemen, and welcome. <clears throat> all right. Why don't you play that clip where you're playing that clip where you're playing that clip? Johnny. Listen, I'm recording my podcast. Would you do our countdown? Sure. All right. This is Johnny Watson. He's a big time star. He was on Saturday Night Live. Uh, he was in, he's streaming right now on that John Lennon Netflix film. Um, he was uh, what? 
<laughs> he's, he's, he's in this new movie called Fly Guys that's coming out. He was the star of this documentary called Last in Class. Ladies and gentlemen, counting us down from three, it's Johnny Watson. Thank you. Three, two, one. Go. Wow. Thank you, Carl's friend on the phone. My name is Crime Buster. 00719. 00, 00719. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James Bond bot. 00719. Oh, this movie's all over the place. What's going on? We'll get to opening credits in a minute. It just starts in this awkward way. In media res. In the middle of shit. In the middle of shit. Welcome to the movie. We got a hostage negotiation happening right now. You see the tree stump? It's threatening him. He's a cop. He's a robot cop. Crime buster. There must be a way I can mute this. Uh, yes. Uh, you can mute it. And it seems, is this a really talking movie, Carl? Yes, it's a very talky movie. Ron Gans is the voice of Crime Buster. And Ron, I didn't look you up. I was not impressed. <laughs> I'm so apologetic, Ron. Well, I, I recognize he's one of those, that guy's from Hollywood. You see that yeah. robot, you're like, oh, it's that guy. It's that guy. Well, that robot, Mike, it's really interesting. It's from the $6 million man. Um, it was just they retooled it. And to use it in the it was from an episode of the six million dollar man and they just you know put a few more bells and whistles on it i remember that's when steve austin taunted the other robots ha ha i got a penis <laughs> andy kaufman how many movies has andy kaufman been in zero right yeah he was um let's see here i have him right here yeah his name is val and we're getting to meet him right now he's a robot um, hardly any. He was all over TV. You see, he was in negotiations for a movie about Tony Clifton, but they didn't have confidence in him because they didn't know if he was a star or not. You know, he could do it. So they right. put him in this film as a test. Wow, what an expensive test. Yeah, yeah, $12 million. And that's like, this is what, early 80s money? Yeah, now they made two million one hundred and fifty-four thousand. Like they lost ten million dollars on this film. Now here's Randy Quaid on the left. Well, yeah, on the left, uh, the big guy, the one with the yeah, mega hat. From uh, I guess you could say he's uh, from National Lampoon's Vacation, right? That's how everyone knows yeah. him. I I know him from tabloid newspapers from across the country in Canada. Ah. First. For his latest crazy antics. His, yeah, aunt, he, uh, he... his uncle is okay, but his antics is crazy, man. <laughs> and this is Kenneth McMillan. He's a character actor. You would know him from like Dune. And um, he always plays these like gruff, hostile characters. Uh, he was in Rhoda for years. He's a character actor. You'll know his face. Right now, sure. we're looking at his ears. Now, they just manufactured him and they're going to let him go or? Well, he's come in for repairs. Something's wrong. He's got to get fixed. So they're just warehousing him until it's time. Man, that makeup must be crazy. 
Yeah, it is. And the guy's like a award winner. He didn't win an Oscar, but he was nominated. He his his name is Stan Winston. And sure. he, was, he lost the Oscar to um, American Werewolf in London. We can understand why he did. Right. But, what a uh, year. Okay, I got an ad going. Ad four, three, uh, two. Panarea. Red. Why would you have something called Dan? Hey, Angelinos, oh, don't God. tell me where I am. Stop specifying location. Skip ad. Sorry, that should be Denver. Skip ad. Is there a way I could skip the yeah, you could skip the ad. Skip the ad. I'm clicking skip ad. Oh, you know what? I should do it on the actual. Ah. There, few. Ah. Hey, Bernadette Peters. Yeah. Now, who should his bunkmate be here on a high shelf in a store in a warehouse? But another model. This model, you see, he's Val. He's Valcom seventeen four eight five. And he's like a stockbroker kind of like a commodities trader kind of robot. I know and his Bert brother, Vic 20. <laughs> yeah. Vic Valcom, Valcom 17485. We're going to call him Val. And she is Aquacom 89045. Now, they didn't know about dot coms at that point, right? Valcom right. and Aquacom must be computer, though. Which is it's what dot com is. It isn't. Um, and she is like a, a robot for parties, and not for sex, but for like um, serving at pool parties mostly, but other social functions too, like serving tray and engaging in conversation. Hey, have you checked out my bird at Peter's bot? <laughs> no, that sounds really interesting. Oh, bird at Peter bot. Uh, yeah, if I had a Bernadette Peters bot, I would have big plans for her. She I would, would be... ask her about her career, human's career. You know, what was it like to be working with? The robot probably can't answer because it doesn't know what it's like to, to work with other humans. Sigourney Weaver was offered this role to be Bernadette Peters' role, and she really wanted to do it. And her agent was like, come on, what are you, crazy? What is Andy Kaufman? Ridiculous. It's a pretty she's crazy premise. Actress. <clears throat> What's that? It's a pretty crazy premise. I, I remember Alan Arquish. Oh, no shit. Yeah, he's the director. He did a bunch of cool movies. Don't we like one of his films? Go Crazy or something? Go Bananas? Well, there's Get Crazy in 19. Get Crazy. Yeah, I like that one. Okay. I get it mixed up with Going Bananas. Engage and talk. Oh, all right. Hang on. Uh, and we will hear Andy Kaufman. My designation is Aquacom. Aquacom. I am being custom reconditioned as a companion hostess. That's for how they talk to us during this movie. Yeah, and it's how she'll talk throughout. My observation concerning the I do like the sunset. The sunset is pretty. Yeah, the director did do a good job. Now, this guy started with like a what, what? No, no, come on, come on. Oh, I thought you were talking. Hang on. Well. By the time I unmute, I, I miss out. However, for the Calm series robots, charm increases desirability and is therefore valuable knowledge. I too am in the companion series. You hear it? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I want to hear more. 
I am Valcom17485. Function? Okay, serve. I don't want to hear any more. Okay. Oh, that is really annoying. Well, that's the movie. Great. But it's endearing and sweet. I mean, I've seen it a bunch of times with sound, and they're playing the nice music. John Williams did this music, by the way. Yeah. The producer who worked on this was also with John Williams on uh, in Close Encounters of the Third Kind, so they pulled him in. It's a really beautiful soundtrack, but, like, J John, that's like hitting it, up, fixing it with a hammer, you know? I mean, it's too, he's too good for this film. Well, Stan, Stan Winston is a pretty impressive special effects guy. And yeah. just by losing to Rick Baker that year, it just shows how crazy uh, competition was. But they're all like stellar people. This movie, like, I remember when it came out in the theaters and the ad campaign looked really weird. Yeah. Really you, you can't really say that for many films. The taglines are funny. Um, Meet a modern nuclear family unlike any other. Well, that's not funny. Um yeah, they're not funny. Okay. Excuse me. The other tagline is "Wanted." Be on the lookout for this gang of misfit robots. It's really actually not good tags at all, is it? Oh well, I'll be on the lookout. People will be like, "Mike, that was a movie poster. You don't really have to look out for misfit <laughs> robots." Now, there will be a thunderstorm, and. During this thunderstorm, they will both be scared. In this movie, robots totally have emotions. Do they it's really? Anthony Quinn, should I get it? It's Anthony Quinn. I won't get it. Um, no, I don't. What was I saying? They have emotion in this. You'll see. Go ahead. Come on. Why don't you be? Don't be stingy on the mute this episode. Okay. Hang on. Just give me a second. I'm doing this old-fashioned style. I got to uh, manually do stuff. Okay. Okay, hang on. No, I want to hear it. Uh, yeah, you're just going to hear a thunderstorm, Mike. Yeah, I told you. <laughs> Give me a break. Wait, hang on. One... Man, old school, I have to manually click the button. Yeah, you have to manually. Yeah. It's old school. Looks... Man, I got to switch browser windows. Oh, you do? I... Yeah, I can't see you, Carl. I have. I want to see okay. you. Watch the movie. I guess so. This is okay, some well, pretty cool. So now the storm is calming, so they're not being, you know, holding hands and being scared. But they like suddenly see they don't like each other, like love or something. Like it will grow into that. Or, no, aren't or they going to be future? trying to telegraph that? Uh oh. Yeah. Training. Oh, 007 spy bot. <laughs> crime buster, crime buster. Crime buster. Now that, I just tickles me pink that this is from a TV show with, uh, and it's $6 million man. Right. This guy's great, Mike. Don't be stingy on the mute button with this guy. And don't do it now. Don't do it now. Throughout our film, be ready. By the time I press the button, they're going to talk. Now, is this James Coco? I is this uh, Paul Dooley? No. Um, Kill the kid. You know what? Okay, it's Barry Diamond. 
Oh, I know Barry Diamond. I didn't look him up. I He's looked up. Like, I'm not going to say poor man's bobcat, but he was in a bachelor party as a crazy friend. Oh. Uh, he's he's really funny. He's he was in National Lampoon's Class Reunion, which we saw back in the day. Yes, we did. And uh, he, it's it's so he's always a welcome presence. Uh, he, he's a, he did a bunch of comedy albums in the eighties. Rainbow. Pretty fascinating stuff. Yeah. It's like, what is the function of a rainbow? And your logic sense is designed to pick up all the colors on the spectrum that the human eye can detect? Yes. He got to perform with Carol Kane, too, in Taxi. So he's, he's performed with Bernadette Peters and Carol Kane. Now, Bernadette Peters was all about Broadway. We think of her as a movie star, because that's how we know right. her. But really, most all of her career was Broadway. And, of course, she was in The Jerk. And, you know, she was, she was in a lot of films. Um... Pennies from Heaven, Annie. The, she was on Carol Burnett Show, The Muppet Show. She was in Silent Movie. But really, she won Tony Awards. She was nominated all the time. She was really a... I always associate her with uh, Mel Brooks movies, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Kimmy Schmidt, wasn't she the landlord on that show? I think so. Or no, that's probably Carol Kane. I got it mixed up. God damn it. I don't know who Carol Kane is. Can you believe that? She looks exactly like Bernadette Peters. Oh, here's Barry Diamond. Hang on. Let me manually click it. Now, this is a very delicate machine. It's not right to just oh, tell me what's Clayton. right. Speaking of right, I'm staying Randy? at this gorgeous hotel. I told the clerk, I got a leak in the sink. He said, go ahead. Customer's always right. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, that's my act. <laughs> I so, got a um, leak in my sink. Yeah, they underutilized uh, Randy Quaid here because he plays a straight guy the whole time, which we've seen him do before. But he's really yeah, he's a always like a big actor. Look. Yeah. Well, in the seventies, he was like a serious actor. One uh, for Cuckoo's Nest, the last detail. Yeah, the last detail for sure. I don't know if he was in Cuckoo's Nest. Well, don't so quote me on Cuckoo's Nest. Do you think that, like, National Lampoon movie, you know, Vacation, really suddenly now he's a comedic actor? Well, I mean, he also was on SNL, like, during that weird year as well. Yeah, that's right. Um, with Martin Short and... Harry Shearer, like, they just... Oh, uh, Anthony Hall, Michael Anthony Hall, and, and Robert Downey Jr., wasn't it him? Yeah. They just stacked that show. Go ahead, go ahead. All right, all right. Click. Hang on. Click. And he didn't hear the weasel. Oh, I miss. I just, yeah. I just got his punchline. Yeah. <laughs> right, every bit where they, a guy tells a joke, you, you start with the punchline, and that's not what the monkey said. And then everyone goes, <laughs> <laughs> "That's right. That's classic." That I, I remember that most like. They'd be at a um, one time, like the Flintstones got rich. They were having a cocktail party, and that was. <laughs> so the monkey says. <laughs> the scene opens up with him telling, finishing a joke. Yeah. It's all living. It's all living. <laughs> oh, no. Ah. Oh. 
I'm clicking oh, skip ads. I'm clicking Distant skip ads. I need to take a field trip with a highly intelligent companion okay, how to come help me no... collect, oh, store, and interpret data. I lack such a unit. So Barry <laughs> Diamond has a plan for these two? No. No, he's a third unit. Are they robot small talking? No, Doesn't he's proposing that they leave there and go. he wants to go out and gather data about lumber, which is what he trades in commodities, you see. So he thinks this will help his primary function. And he needs, he desires a unit to assist him with processing and interpretation of data. And she's like, I am such a unit. Cute. Oh, wow. So they really met cute in this movie. Yeah, this movie is cute throughout the whole thing. That's a good way to explain it. And uh, this this wasn't a hit. This was a big bomb. And uh, Andy Kaufman, like, shot his own foot in a way because he didn't get... Uh, okay, I don't know. He didn't... This wasn't his baby. You know what I mean? They gave him the right. script. They put him in it. Um, so it's a little unfair but uh, and also look they greenlighted his budget not him it's the director and the producer they greenlighted the budget with under this mistake of r2d2 and c3po are very popular with kids can you imagine carl god damn it get me production we need an r2d2 movie in right. the pipelines now what about this kaufman kid we've been looking to try him out yeah Perfect. i don't know i don't know i don't know <laughs> You mean that Tony oh. Clifton pick? Do you I'm recognize so the character actor? I recognize the board game. Aren't they playing Hungry Hungry Finger Pointer? Mm -hmm. That's Hungry Hungry Finger Pointer. <laughs> <laughs> Who left the fridge door open? Mike! I don't, rec I don't recognize any of them. What's up, Carl? He's saying like, I got my wife the cleanup bot and she loves it. I don't know. This truck and its contents might be valuable to us. Yeah, so let's just save us time it. and energy depreciation. Oh man. These robots have gone bad. <laughs> yeah, they break bad that. in a, in the uh that camper. Um where is um God damn it, what's his name? Catskill, Catskill model. Shecky? Shecky. I thought I made that name up. I didn't. Shecky's a real name? Shecky Green's like one of the world's most famous Catskills comedians. Oh, okay, okay. I In uh, Life's Laugh Lessons, I named the guy Shecky, and nobody batted an eye. I didn't know I was paying homage. Yeah, that's right, you so were. The there was a Jewish humor magazine called Shecky Magazine for a while. <laughs> no, right now she's being a like kind of wife. She's like, my danger sense is. Why don't you reach? You know, could you reduce speed, please? Please check map. I don't need map, honey. Please right, check right. map. So it's like, what'd you do with the robots? They're not there. The fuck? 
So now Randy Quaid and and um, gosh, his name's Max. Max okay. and Charlie. Stupid names. Um, oh, here, here we go. Is that Ned Beatty? You two get pressure. And Good guess. Good guess. It. Look, Rob. We're trying to don't look, Rob and me. God damn it! It's Richard Stahl, who we saw in Hopscotch. Right? Isn't he? Isn't he Arliss? Best known as Arliss. I don't think no. so. No. Well, he's I best the- known for Splash. He was the doctor in Splash. Gotcha. It's been a while since I've seen that movie. Run off and, and find, find us a no- unicorn. So it's like you guys gotta go, gotta leave the complex and go find him. They're in Colorado. They shot in Colorado. Now nice. it gets warm in Colorado, so it really limited the time in which they could have the makeup on. It would start to melt's not the right word. It would start to go bad. Yeah, I mean it looks really restrictive. The the robot robot makeup looks cool, don't get me wrong. Like I would love it looks to like have that. robots. Yeah, totally. I don't know about the robot with the mouth open to the side. I feel uncomfortable being served food from it. <laughs> I think it'll be mocking me. <laughs> Crime Buster 007. No relation. The James Bond. I got that joke right. Oh, Carl, I watched this movie. Ip, I don't know if you're a fan of uh, Ip Man. But the fourth one, uh, Ip Man's in San Francisco in the 1950s. He's the guy who taught Bruce Lee there were no IP uh, addresses in the 1950s. Well, they have, they're in a military base and it's, it's a Chinese production and they have English in it. So the drill sergeant is like, bust your ass. And at one point he goes, put the banana in the tailpipe. Oh, really? From Eddie Murphy? Yeah. yeah, I think the movie was 2003, but the drill sergeant yells at them, banana in the tailpipe. <laughs> we're not following any banana in the tailpipe. It sounds like the military is yelling that. God, I love it. It man, really good. So it man for the finale. Val ran us off the road, you know, because <laughs> women, you know, robot women drivers. Was right. He was driving crazy, and um, now they got to figure stuff out. You know, they're a little trapped. So they're in Colorado right now, even though it looks like they just shot somewhere. It looks like they shot in your backyard, girl. No, that looks. Look at those pines. That looks like Colorado. Nice. You see that like cooling shade, even though it's hot as shit. That the pines give. Yeah. That's that kind of forest. Now Barry Diamond was with them all the time. Yeah. He's the third wheel. Literally, right? They've got all these spare parts, and now that the truck has crashed. They've got to carry him, and that's not efficient, okay? And Val is efficient. So what he does is he and Bernadette Peters assemble a unit, a little robot, with all their spare parts. And what this becomes really is their child. Oh! Ah! Ah! Ah, Phew! Thank you. For a second, I wanted a beer. There he is. That's our kid. Kid bot. Right. Hello, you are listening to AM DeMarco. 
<laughs> my, your dad, dad, this is my show. Sorry, FM. Wow, there was a lot of shitty robots in the early 80s. I, I can't, these robots are not as bad as Disney's The Black Hole Robots. Oh, those were horrible. Those were like Sam and Bob. Big... Yeah. Yeah. But this guy. Talk like this. Oh, I think there's a Christian analogy going through the black hole. <laughs> Shut up, Bob. That robot smoking a cigar. I think they only made one of him, and they said we should not make a second one. <laughs> he's a cat. He's a, he's the stand-up comedian. You can have him for the night. He's a cat skills model. Oh, I got you. Funny thing happened on the way to the yeah, yeah. Humor processing now. Humorous insert. Humorous humorous story. Now the person who really is going to end up loving his jokes is um, uh, the little guy. What's his name? How can I not remember what his name is? There was a lot of names I saw in the opening credits. Like a lot of people I recognize. Phil, Phil. Okay, so I don't understand this, and I should have researched this. It says Jerry Garcia as Phil's voice. Can you believe that? Phil is a little... Um, How would that be possible? I, I, I think it's the possible. The director used to work when he was a kid at NYU. He used to work at the Fillmore East, and the Grateful Dead went in and out of there a lot. A lot of stars did. Sure. But let me just look at this up and. At a cocktail party, I was. I do remember, like when this movie came out, it's robots walking around the forest. Yes, it is. There's something <laughs> weird about there's something weird about that. Like it's cool. Well, okay. As you know, robots run on electricity. So what hap happens? If you run out of electricity, ooh, ooh, I know. Teach, pick, pick me. Ooh, um, ooh. Spiegelman. Yes, it's pronounced Spiegelman, uh, Mister Goy. Uh, they, they don't robot. What? They don't robot. I don't know. Yeah, they stop roboting. <laughs> no mo. Nomo Roboto. Nomo. <laughs> Nomo Gato, Mr. God. Nomo Robotos. Jerry Garcia, it is. It's the real Jerry Garcia. Now, there's, I guess Phil, there's a guy named Phil in The Grateful Dead. He's the other one. Oaks, isn't it? O-C-H-S, isn't that him? Phil no. Oaks. Or Weir, isn't it Weir? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, you're right. It's not Phil Weir. Maybe it's the it's drummer not... is. Huh. John Weir. Okay, oh, never no. mind. Do we have to talk to a deadhead now to figure this out? I blame marijuana. I should know the answers right at the tip of my tongue. Right. But you don't have any marijuana, so it's not. Oh, really yes, I do. Oh, yes, I nothing's, do. Nothing's That's registering. Not... Nothing's registering because you have a. Yeah, it's great. It's a good contrast, Carl. You see, they're inhuman robots, and this is nature. Now, she's a character, I, I don't know, her name's Kathleen Freeman, and uh, she was in vaudeville, 
You see her on the left there? Yeah. She was like with Jerry Lewis in 11 films, like a, being a, like a foil. That's sure. Her. She was in the Blues Brothers. They called her the Penguin. She was... Uh, right, she was the nun. Right. You know, and she was in the new Dragnet and Naked Gun, 33 and a third, and... She had cameos in Gremlins, and she she's a big deal. Yeah, they got they got a ringer in this movie called the Big Guns. They're calling uh, they're calling for Phil. They're looking for Phil. He has he is lost. Phil unit. Phil calm. Phil calm. Ray's last name is calm. I might be wrong. Their last name is Com. Hi, is Phil there? Two bar. Yeah, Phil there? Fill my pockets? I got no check. <laughs> Phil there? Phil, fill my pockets? Now that nobody named that name. My pockets. Okay, so they're looking. Okay, wait till you see her. There's her face. You know her now? Yeah, of course. She's in, like, uh, I know her from Jerry Lewis movies. I've, I've seen her. <laughs> Ladies, man. No, but in the, I got to tell you, Mike, I watched, uh, that's not really true. I took a look at some clips. I watched right. um, her in those Jerry Lewis films, and uh, she's a young person. She does not look like that. She, she was in a bunch of the movies, but she, I know who you're yeah, talking about. Was. I recognize her. Well, let's see uh, here. Wow, they found the uh, cigarette lighter. I was born a cigarette lighter, and now I am sentient. Bleep blorp. <laughs> so they've already started a nuclear family. Yeah, that's our tag. Terrible tag. Now, I this didn't this... get a, any Razzies, but the um, 1981 Stinkers Bad Movie Awards really favored them. Um, Wait a minute. The 1981 Stinker Awards? Were yeah, they like the Razzies away. They, it's all nominations. This film didn't win any categories, but it was nominated. Worst picture, worst screenplay, screenplay, most painfully unfunny comedy, worst actor wow. was Andy Kaufman. Most was he bad in this movie? Accent. Wow, he won the 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 Covenant and Notorious Worst Accent Award from the Stinkers. No, no, just nominated. And it's the Stinkers, uh, the Stinkers Bad Movie Awards. Look, oh. the Razzies won. The Razzies have legs. They're still with us today. The Razzies are the VHS of uh, Betamax competitors. Bingo. Gotcha. Uh, stinkers, you left us too soon. <laughs> Just when Megaforce was coming out, too. Huh? Guys, you blew it. Kroll's coming out next year. You All blew right. it, stinkers. You blew it, stinkers. Had you been around for a couple more years, could have done more movies. <laughs> I can see the makeup, you know, melting. It must have been it a little smoke. Do you think it's like, do you feel like, as an audience member, looking at their makeup, you feel like kind of sorry for them? Like it's distracting? <laughs> Yeah, because they must be no, a lot of pain. I never am sympathetic with you. You're always looking at the plight of the actor, like, oh sure. my God, they made him do this. They're uh -huh. mud wrestling. I never oh, empathize. 
These are movie stars. They should earn their money. Listen, Eddie Deason's roommate was not a movie star. He was just supposed to show up to Bugsy's Girl. He did That's not know true. he was going to be mud wrestled. That is true. You you yeah. you got me there. Got you there. There's other ones about that film too that were you know the guy getting hung upside down and yeah yeah. But but this is a twelve million dollar budget. It's Bernadette Peters. I do not feel bad that some makeup is caking on her face. They yeah, I mean they spent a lot on this makeup too. God, I can't believe they said robots are hot. Make me a <laughs> robot movie. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what they did from three p three p. So right now, what's happening? Just like Val made the dumb decision, I am in full control of this vehicle. He's like, I will reason with the bear, right? So he goes in there, say, look and at my non-threatening manner, bear. We would like to share your cave. <laughs> Are wow. you damaged? Yeah, hurt little hurt pride. Lost his bow tie. Uh, no, he gave it to Phil. That was a locator unit. So now if Phil gets lost again, I, I should have mentioned. He took off his bow tie, which was his locator unit, and he put it on Phil. I apologize for not realizing the plot. Bear. Because they love Phil. They're starting to, like, Phil is, in, Phil is not a unit that can protect himself. We must care for Phil. Oh, interesting. Interesting parody and satire of the of the modern family. You know, it really is a cute film. Um, yeah. And I don't really think it deserved its bomb as much as you don't invest $12 million in this. I have to say the runtime is a little disconcerting. I mean, it's 87 minutes. Uh, yeah, well... They hated the first cut from this director, Alan Arkush. 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 Alan Arkush. Say it again. This, okay. This guy did rock and roll high school. Right. No, I know who he is. He's really funny. With the Ramones. <laughs> yeah. He's made uh, get, Go Crazy is a good movie. Uh, yeah, he's done some good ones. So it's kind of, you know, I'm not surprised to see he's the one who came up with this. He did Caddyshack, too. I don't know if that's a big deal. But he did El Elvis Meets Nixon in 97. And I think that was right. Pretty... <clears throat> he did like this a drama called um, Shake, Rattle, and Rock for TV in 94. It was supposed to be the prequel to uh, Rock and Roll High School. So he was born in Jersey and he went to school in Fort Lee. And when he was went to Ooh. high school in Fort Lee, the director, Alan Urkush, and when he went to, you know, he got inspired to make the film from his experiences in high school. He goes to NYU and who is his professor and advisor? Martin Scorsese. Nice. I thought it was gonna be Xavier, uh, Charles <laughs> Xavier, but. That's that's not bad either. Professor X. God, so dark. Uh, What's going on? He worked for Roger Corman, and then he had the opportunity to make rock, rock and Roll High School with the Ramones. And so Roger Corman was like, if you do a good job, you'll never have to work for me again. Because he'll like, hate it, you know. From what I understand, him and Joe Dante edited the trailers for New World Pictures for Corman. 
That's exactly right. They made yeah. the trailers. Those two. Yeah, and I, th I haven't seen Hollywood Boulevard, but they they co-directed a movie early in their careers. Like uh, I don't know if it's a the stock footage of other movies or just like kids mm -hmm. driving up and down Hollywood Boulevard or what have you. But now, uh, by the way, Catskill guy is telling jokes and 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 Phil is loving it. And this a bonding thing will happen between them. And when it comes to the energy and electricity crisis, it'll play out. Yeah, you like that, huh? I like it when you like things like that. Because when you're happy, I'm happy. I haven't been this happy since the time I bought a pet skunk. Oh, yeah? My wife said, where do you expect to keep it? I said, under our bed. She said, what about the smell? And I said, he'll have to get used to it, just get like used I did. To it. <laughs> yeah, just like I did. That's a great tag. <laughs> Once you get the pun sign, keep talking. <laughs> hey, he said, what about the smell? I said, oh, don't worry about the skunk. He'll probably get just to the smell soon enough, but being a skunk under the bed and all. Yeah, he does. Stepping on his punch, he really is. You're right. Yeah. He'll get used to it. You let the audience laugh. And then you go, just like I did, tag. Tag. Or I, I would recommend a tag of, because the smell is actually not from the skunk, I mean, from the skunk, but it's the actual bed. I Let's listen now. Let's listen. Right. Let's listen. Manual click. I could have checked. Keep listening. Protect you. <laughs> I have already computed that fact. Oh. Keep listening. They get a kiss. They'll get interrupted, and it'll be a, one of the only funny scenes in this film when they're awkward. You are finished with my shoulder. See if you can fix my pleasure center. <laughs> so Bernadette Peters is going to try to fix random impulses. Right, it must be broken. Strong impulses. Sorry to torture you, Mike. All right, you don't have to listen. No, no, let's get to the punchline. There's no uh, the punchline's coming a ways off. They're going to be all touching each other for a while. Uh, and then the skunk said, "Don't worry about me. I just need to rest here under the bed." That was bought at Silipostropedic. <laughs> Second hand, hence the smell. <laughs> that I got used to as I step on the laughs. It's so funny when you <laughs> keep talking, they they stop laughing so that they, okay, they want to hear the next thing. So they stop. Right. It sucks when you stop your own laugh. <laughs> you know what I'll do is that once I realize I did that, I'll explain the joke. Since I had their attention. <laughs> <laughs> okay, watch this. Watch this. All right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, oh, ha. Oh, yes. You did not announce yourself. Data. We were only adjusting each other's exchanging gauges. data. Yes. I gave them a chance to turn themselves in. Uh oh, but did they? No. Zero, zero, no. Listen to this guy. Oh, he does say no. Gosh, no. Uh oh, Robert Klein hardware. Well, he was going <laughs> he was going through like three or four examples. I gave them a chance to turn themselves in, did they? No. It's almost like a Ted Ted Knight or whatever. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. And uh Mary Tyler Moore. Too so, close for comfort. Yes. Um 
I don't know. Alan, the director, said, bad movies don't start out as bad movies. They start out as everybody working really hard, and then something happens, and they go bad. This guy's style was really slow, and everyone hated it on the set. He was, like, really, really slow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, okay, low-budget filmmaking, right? From his experience right. with Corman. Okay. In order to do a movie for a really defined budget, a small budget, you can't wing it. You've got to come up with a real plan because you have so little time, so few hours, and your resources are so limited. You have to know exactly what you're doing. One time he's making fun of Corman, and he goes, Corman would just say, I don't know if he's making fun of him, but he said, Corman said exploitation pictures don't need plots. They need sensational things like girls shooting Filipinos out of trees. That works. I guess that's his Women in Cage movies. Women shooting Filipinos out of trees? He really said that? That's what That's what Alan Arkush reports that Roger Jeez. Corman said to him once. Oh, when all right. Jeff Sporty made $450 a week. When he did Hollywood Boulevard, he made $85 a week. Right. So crazy. Uh oh, Amazon. Are they he's a like boy. Yeah. Oh, I like his stuff. I, I mean, he's allowed to make a bad movie that is happens to be heart bleeps beeps. Well, he went on to do a fuckload of TV, like a boatload of television. Yeah. And he got Emmys and stuff, but um uh Crossing Jordan, that's his baby. He was the producer. He made Crossing Jordan happen. Great. Here's he my idea. Episodes of Moonlighting. He got an Emmy. Well, just a nomination. He directed 15 pilots and sold 10. Blah, blah, blah. Her, la her last name is part of an expression. I love it. What's it called? Fish out of water. Her last name is water, see? And she works at an aquarium. What are you? What are, are these the crossing Jordan? Yeah, like how did they come up with the idea of crossing Jordan? They're like, <laughs> what expression do you know that sounds like a first name? Ah, it's crossing Jordan. Yeah, all right. Yeah, it's right. There's like toughest nail private detective Susan. I didn't see Jordan. Crossing Jordan. I never saw it. Did you watch it? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. ever, I never crossed Jordan. I can't cross Jordan off my bucket list. <laughs> are they hiding his plants yeah it's not funny well it's the nature the robots are taking nature back to them with them now they're scolding their kid to keep it down it's really hard as parents oh spotlight out of sight the guy who did this movie, who wrote it, wrote Quigley Down Under. Is that interesting? That's with Tom Selleck? I never seen Quigley yeah. Down Under. Yeah. I If I did, I forgot it because it wasn't good. What part? Quigley or Australia? This is, what, what disappointed <laughs> you in that movie? <laughs> hey, look, Christmas tree. Oh, Christmas tree. A lot of tinsel in those trees. But he did a lot with L.A. Law, this writer. So he did go on to have success, and he won an Emmy for it. And it's pronounced La La, <laughs> La La La, La 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 La
Yeah, you don't pronounce the W. Drop it, right? La la. It's actually it's actually L A L A W. It's all an acronym. Okay, so now they're finally being confronted by cop robot. Crime Buster zero zero seven. Exactly. He doesn't believe they're Christmas trees. <laughs> this looks like me on December twenty fourth trying to buy a tree from a lot. <laughs> yeah, For I don't what? care if there's a robot in there. Burn it. <laughs> <laughs> For what? Yeah. I've heard of a robot. You look like a Christmas trees burn pretty quickly in the street. You put them on the sidewalk the way, and light it. We're missing lots of cats. Not that you should have the sound up, but we all throughout this film, there's lots of Catskill lines. They're rarely funny, but they can be occasionally. You know, I'm using that skunk joke in my act now. That joke stinks. Oh, but it's the bed that stinks. You thought it was a skunk, but actually. Uh. I baited you with the skunk smell, and then I switched it with the smell of the bed. Of the wife. Oh, you think it's the wife? That's misogynistic. Well, that's what he means. Just like, uh, he'll get used to it, just like I did. Doesn't he oh, mean his wife? Yeah. Oh, because his wife smells. Yeah. Okay, I'm still using it. Okay. I get all my jokes yeah, from Casco Robots. What was it, my wife? You know... My wife wanted to go on vacation to a place she'd never been before. And I said, how, how about, about Bermuda? Vacation? Oh, how about how Bermuda? About... <laughs> it's beautiful. We've never been, honey. Hey, yeah, that's would that kitchen. work? I'm, I'm going to an open mic tonight, should I? Would that work? Like no, everyone would expect you to say the kitchen. The... The problem about like taking jokes that everyone know and and changing it is that people are expecting you to say the original joke, right? And so then suddenly nope. you become this like you know, I don't know. I always try to swallow the punchline so I can get to my punchline. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I have a bit about guy who had a banana in his ear, and I said, "Excuse me, you have a banana in his ear," and then I yell, "You have a banana!" He goes, "I can't hear you. I have a banana in your ear." And then I have to, like, before the audience go, oh, that's the joke, I go, and then I said, to let them know there's more. Gotcha. You don't have a banana in your other ear, now do you, you smug piece of shit? Now, like, you can hear me with the other ear. <laughs> what Crime Buster will do throughout the whole film is overreact, overexplode, over... There's a party going on. Oh. Shouldn't he be, like, chasing Doctor Who or something? Exterminate. Nope. He's chasing the escaped robots from the, um, okay. Look like, yeah. Now looks we're like going a... to be in her environment. It is a party. Ooh. Okay. And we will have a cameo, a great cameo from Paul Bartel, just like we had the cameo when we watched Munchies. Now, well, Paul Bartel worked with Corman as director and actor. Yes. Writer. Yes. That's yes. right. Yeah. And I'm sure that's why he was, A, not in this Hollywood film as a character, and B, got a cameo. Let me throw you a bone! Was this a Roger Corman movie? No, no, not at all. This was a Hollywood movie that was $12 million in budget. It was, it was, it was Universal Pictures. See, 
What's who's that guy who's always his partner, Andy Kaufman? Like they wanted to pitch, they wanted to do a to- Tony Clifton movie. Uh, Bob Zamuka. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And so he went to, um, you know, they pitched it. And they were like, ah, we don't know. I, I don't know if you could hold a film or whatever. Because, I mean, he was Andy Kaufman. You know what I mean? Um, sure. And so then they had this opportunity. This film was going to get done. And they said, hey, let's let's throw in Kaufman. Let's make this his vehicle. And let's see if it'll work, if it'll fly. And it and it couldn't. Did not at all. Okay, let's listen. All right. Oh, hang on a sec. Carl. I don't know. How old are you? There's Paul Bart Paul Bart to the right. Was it a joke, folks? You see him there? Yeah, I see him. You're a very unusual group of people. I think you know that. Where'd you get that tie, buddy? Somebody couldn't guess your weight, huh? Somebody couldn't guess your weight or get you laid? Weight. Like, it's so... It's it would be a carnival giveaway at such a cheap tie. Uh, I'm glad you explained that joke to me. Well, it's more relatable as the closer, right? This was the 70s, so like you know, the 40s was just yesterday, you know. It's right, I got you. It was now you've seen Doctor Who, right? I'm doing the Delics, the little robots that look like Crime Buster. I'm so sorry, Mike. I have never seen. Doctor Who. I've never watched a. Maybe I have in my life, but they I, have these. You know, it's BBC it's television, so so right? No, it's cheap. But one of the cheap things they do is they have these robots that look exactly like Crime Buster. They're circular and they move around. Uh huh. And they say stuff like exterminate. It's a car, by the way. It's a car. Really? Yeah. See, I guess I could see that. Yeah. Well, it's from Six Million Dollar Man. Okay, Paul gets his really shining moment right now. Let's listen. Now this nice lady's house has been destroyed. Now you oh, know Paul Bartel. For the volume, he, he won't say a word. Now, Paul Bartel is from Montclair High. He went to Montclair High. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. In New Jersey, he. I don't think he spent much time in Montclair, but he went to the high school. There he is. What year did he graduate? Who knows? Oh, I don't know. Early 60s, maybe? Okay, gotcha. He did 11 low-budget films, which he wrote and acted in. Um, Death Race 2000, Private Parts. um, Which is good. It's not Howard Stern. It's a hotel on Hollywood Boulevard and weird residents, including a woman who's a robot. He lust in the dust was one of his, and that's with Tab Hunter. Yeah. Oh, he did scenes from a class struggle in Beverly Hills, eating Raul. Guy's fucking genius. He was in Rock and Roll High School, and that only makes sense. Right. <laughs> well, we're back in the. Oh, so is this the third act? They're going to run out of juice. Uh, not. Uh. Not yes, yet. I think so. Turn it on for a second. Let me just hear what they're talking about. Well, the tragic music starts when the battery I have been extremely inefficient in not exchanging information with you. Oh, yeah, this it's is funny. I did not want to... She's doing the white thing, like... With maximum input. Like, you don't communicate with me kind of thing. Agreed. Look at their human eyes, right? Everything yeah. robotic. 
I'm sorry, this music's driving me nuts. Thank you, John Williams. Thank you, John Williams. Overdoing this, like, oh, it's a Hollywood $12 million budget. I'm really going to make a great soundtrack for this. Why don't you stick with Spielberg, buddy? Now Quaid is like, I got three master's degrees. Why do I always have to do this? You know, they really wasted the comedic talent they had in him on this right. in this film. The but other like guy is fine. He's a character actor. He's a lug. He's supposed to be gruff. And he does it. Look Ooh, at this. Beer you want a beer pouch? <laughs> <laughs> is that for the robots? Or did, of course. No, oh, it's, that's having a beer pouch. Do you have like a little straw for the drink pouch? Well, I would expect yes, but he's not doing it that way. He's got a lugger, of course. But of course, was a national back in the eighty. Oh, I guess smoking the bandit was eighty-one, right, or seventy-nine? That was all about course. Yes, it was seventy, late seventies, like seventy-nine. Cute, cute. Oh dear! Oh dear! Oh dear! Cute, Gonna cute. run over. What a fox! Who? Who? What a the fox! fox. <laughs> you see the all right, fox. More animals, please. I'm running out of puns. Oh, there we go. Hair time. I missed him splitting by hair. hair. He's splitting hairs. That was the crime buster deluxe. Very bunny. Very bunny humor. <coughs> Do you have any robot jokes? No. My robot jokes are stiff. Andrew Rich does this great one about robots getting offended, you know, like in our times, like yeah. you're doing the robot. He goes, hey, not all of us dance like that, buddy. I don't appreciate that stereotype. You know, like that's a great joke. Who does that joke? Andrew Rich. Andrew Rich. Well, very funny. He was a comedian on our show for the King of the Mountain episode. He was a count. Oh, great. Yeah, sure. We're nowhere near Hollywood in this film. I mean, no, I we're not. Was... We're in Colorado. And now we're going to a junkyard where they hope to find some sort of charge, some sort of, like, forgotten battery pack. Man, this <clears> movie we're runs meet... out. We're going to meet Susan and Calvin. Susan and Calvin. Great, yeah. With 10 more minutes left in the movie, we should have new characters come in. They... There's, they're apparently named after Susan Calvin, who was a recurring char character from Isaac Asimov, like his robot movie. I, I robot or I, Foundation. I just, it was a recurring character in her, in his films, his uh, books about robots. Sure. And it's Christopher Guest, who's the guy from Spinal Tap, who was the guy from Princess Bride with Six Fingers. <laughs> right. Yeah, another director. Another comedic director. Right. Uh, After uh, all Spinal his mockumentaries. Would, yeah. He doesn't like the term mockumentary, believe it or not. There they are. He's on the right there, and he's very young. He would be yeah, on Saturday oh, yeah. Night Live. Yeah. There's a Catskill model, complete with cigar option. But what in the world is that small one? Nah, nah, it's not me. And what in the world are they doing? That's well, he uh, was... Melanie Mar Marin. She was in Car Wash in My Blue Heaven. She's had a nice career. Cool. Oh, I love this 80s outfits they're wearing. 
the orange overalls with the orange shirt. Evo. Yeah. Well, so, he, he was, and, um, he was, you know, he, he was part of the National Lampoon Radio Hour in the 70s. Yes, exactly. That's when he started. Credibility um, gap, I guess. 84, 85 season of Saturday Night Live. He was there with Martin Short, Billy Crystal, Harry Shearer, 